0: What's inside the middle of a tornado? If you drink nuclear waste, where do you find a rat sensei to train your new mutant abilities? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal
1: Life! Life!
0: Life! Life! Hey, welcome back to This Paranormal Life! You're listening to the podcast where every week we discuss a different paranormal tale and get to the bottom of whether it is truly paranormal or not. You are joined by the two greatest most decorated paranormal investigators in this universe Mr. Kit Greer this guy's Roy Pars
1: across from me how are you doing today Roy I'm doing fantastic decorated is an understatement mm-hmm. I'm rocking into this this paranormal plane with bells and whistles
0: I look like a f- christmas tree
1: <laughs> I am lit up I've got the the medal of honor I've got the medal of dishonor mm-hmm. I've got the paranormal wait what's the peace one Oh, the Nobel Peace Prize? The Nobel Peace Prize. I don't have that one. I'm actually pretty aggressive. I actually also have the Nobel <laughs> War Prize. Because <laughs> I punched the guy who got the peace prize and made him give it to me.
0: Every award really known to man, we've stolen. We've just <laughs> true. ganked it, thieved it for ourselves. And I- smelted it down to make a sword. <laughs> one sword. You've heard of a two-handed broadsword. This is a four-handed sword. It takes both of us to wield this puppy. But it doesn't mean it's not deserved. Um we've been in the paranormal business for years. Just investigated dozens upon hundreds of paranormal cases and and come to conclusions as to whether they're truly paranormal or not. And today is no different. I have a doozy for you, Royalist, dive right in. Let's go. Today we journey To near the border of Switzerland and France in a removed and unsuspecting area where, for more than 70 years, a secretive team has assembled, from all around the world, the smartest human beings to ever walk the face of the earth gather in secrecy. Oh wow. But they are misunderstood by society. The power they wield is literally otherworldly, ungodly, and potentially paranormal.
1: Wow! So at the start, I thought we were talking about a straight-up secret society here, but now you're—you're—you're—and correct me if I'm wrong, sir—talking about wizards. I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but I think we have seventy years of Hogwarts right in front of us. <laughs>
0: we have Snape. We have Harry. We have Ron. We have Hermione. Uh, the whole smorgasbord board of wizards, or are they something darker? We're talking about CERN. In Switzerland. Oh my gosh. For the few people who don't know what that is, it's an international scientific research facility. But don't...
1: Of wizards! <laughs> Head to toe! Okay, pointy ass! I'll get once. There. You ever heard of the Large Cauldron Collider? It's actually pretty f- magical. magical. We've only been podcasting for barely five minutes and I already feel like I have the authority to speak on your behalf. Please. So... It's wizards. CERN is full of wizards smashing atoms Mm -hmm, together in mm -hmm. large cauldron collider. That's right, don't be fooled by these seemingly nerdy, egg-headed scientists.
0: These guys are on some Avengers shit, some X-Men shit. They have toyed with the ability to destroy entire worlds. In fact, many of the breakthroughs and technologies, both civilian and military, that we take for granted today have come from this coven of scientific dark magicians. Ooh. For example, they discovered antimatter, gravitational waves, they invented the internet itself, they invented touch screens, and recently they discovered the God particle. Basically technology that is not only impossible to predict within the present day and our limitations, but impossible to even imagine. And yet every day they create the impossible.
1: I had no idea they were responsible for that much
0: yeah I mean I think inventing the internet is a goat move you could retire on that for sure
1: absolutely
0: I'd say that that would earn a pretty penny but to also invent the touchscreen and the god particle (laughs) I'm not sure what the god particle is I thought that was the internet
1: (laughs) I thought Instagram was the holy bible I'm gonna bow down to anything that can supply me with that much pornography a click of my fingers, they I ate. am neck deep.
0: But a few years ago, CERN became the center of media attention for slightly darker reasons. You see, the most groundbreaking feature of CERN is the LHC, like you mentioned before, except not the Large Cauldron Collider, the Large Hadron Collider, a machine several miles long that collides particles at speeds approaching the speed of light. When they announced that they were going to ramp up the power of the LHC to finally operate at maximum capacity, the international press had a meltdown. Because of these volatile speeds and energies, the LHC becomes capable of creating black holes. Actual black holes. Not only that, but risks causing subatomic particles to collapse into something called strangelets.
1: It's not a good name for something. I mean, it's not very promising. It's like, well, we might make a a strange lit. Is it
0: dangerous? It sounds like it's dangerous. Not
1: as dangerous as the deathlet. And there'll be plenty of deathlets.
0: Are those useful
1: scientifically? <laughs> They're actually pretty strange.
0: And combined, a lethal cocktail. Of no use to science.
1: You're like, what's the point of this experiment? Experiment? I just want to die. <laughs> Puts his head in between the atoms as they come round. <laughs> Switzerland sucks. <laughs> I want to end it all.
0: Yeah, strangelets. They sound fun. They sound quirky. But no, these would essentially rip apart the fabric of our solar system, turning all matter that it touches into, quote, strange matter.
1: That's Strange is very much playing it down. F***. Uh, dead matter is (laughs) is
0: probably closer to the truth of that i saw i saw a claim somewhere um i didn't (laughs) i didn't verify this but they were saying that were the earth to come in contact with a strangelet (laughs) that that the earth (laughs) would be reduced to a uh a steaming hot dense mass about a hundred meters across
1: A, a space pancake Yes. This is the the technical term, I believe.
0: So whenever we say strange, we mean utterly destroyed.
1: Exactly. Like, they called it the atomic bomb to reflect the (laughs) seriousness of the devastation that that would be unleashed. They didn't call it, like, we're going to drop a spicy boy (laughs) (laughs) or, like, a hot one, you know, (laughs) like... (laughs) It's like we are dropping a lethal weapon that will unleash catastrophic amounts of radiation across the world. That's right. Whenever the Russians created. I mean, wait, didn't they actually call it Big Daddy? <laughs> Now that I, I think about it, I think it. they might have had a
0: code name. Should we find that out?
1: Yeah. He was called. No! He was called Little Boy. Jesus Christ. It's, it's the exact opposite of what you just said. It's the strangelet of nuclear weapons. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I had never heard of strange matter. They tell you a lot about matter in school. And then later, if you're interested, you might learn about antimatter. That's sure. pretty far out. No one tells you about strange matter. So when the press find out about (laughs) all of what we just mentioned, they flipped. The headline said, CERN is going to create the apocalypse. The LHC is going to create a black hole that destroys the earth and so on. And CERN tried to defend itself saying, of course, we're going to make a lot of black holes. Yes, we may create strangelets that theoretically destroy earth, but it's very unlikely. Listen, we're home to the brightest minds in science. We are absolutely pushing the envelope of human understanding and knowledge about the origins of our universe. You have to trust us.
1: Did they give like a percent for like how likely it would possibly be? Uh, yeah. I think, I'm sure be, that would be quite reassuring if they were like, there is a, an actual like 0.0002% chance.
0: Yeah. I, I, something I, th- like I saw that. one quote where they said, we are as sure that a black hole won't destroy the universe as we are sure about anything in science
1: (laughs) we're willing to bet your lives on it
0: (laughs) there is a lot of dancing around this point i think this is why the media latched onto it so much is because scientists surprisingly don't really talk in absolutes that much right it's like they always say gravity is just a theory like even the most scientifically proven theories are still theories yeah so even when cern were like It definitely, definitely, definitely won't destroy the Earth. We're like, are you sure? And they're like, well, we can't be sure. What? (laughs) Well,
1: we're just saying statistically anything's possible. What? It's tough, isn't it? Because, you know, we're all... The Earth is just one big house party. And we're all guests. We're all trying to have a good time and make it sustainable for everyone. But if some people are like, hey, we're bringing our friend Tim... To the house party. Yeah. There is a 0.000003% chance he's going to shit in your pillowcase. Right. He's Wh- not invited to the party. Why mention it? He's not invited. Imbi- There's no point in him coming to this party. <laughs> if the chance is that low, don't mention it. Don't even bring it up. Don't bring it why up. Did you think you had to, to warn me of that chance? He's not coming to the party. Obviously, this is a bit more uh scientifically uh, adventurous than shitting in a pillowcase.
0: Yeah, to say the least. But it still is a threat. It is, and they cannot deny that. But the world largely listened to CERN's reasoning until shortly after this media firestorm, the following video went public.
1: All right, what we're looking at is just the front of a building.
0: So this is the CERN headquarters in
1: Switzerland. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, oh, God, no. There's a lot of people in black cloaks out the front of the CERN headquarters. It's very much midnight. It's very dark, very dark at night. What are they do? Is there one person in white?
0: Yes, there appears to be a young woman kneeling, uh, not in, in a black robe.
1: Now she's lying down on the floor in a circle of all of them. Are they going to kill her? What? So this
0: is on The Guardian, to be clear. So, like, this is a reputable news source, um, published this video. You also neglected to mention the statue, sir. <laughs> if I could direct your attention to the statue. What is
1: that statue?
0: What we have here is what appears to be a large statue of the Hindu god Shiva in a giant ring. Okay. It's all gold. It's about, what, I don't know, 12 foot tall. It's enormous. It's very large.
1: I mean, why would that be outside CERN anyway? <laughs> that alone raises like quite a few questions.
0: The whole thing was not good press. No, it's f- nuts. So the PR department at CERN, one week, they're trying to explain to people that it's quite unlikely that they're going to destroy the universe. They kind of sweep <laughs> that one under the rug. They, they get through that. A couple of members of staff leave because they're stressed as hell. But they get a couple new interns to handle the social media. It's all good. Of course. A couple weeks later, uh, the headlines globally read, Human Sacrifice Filmed at CERN. It wasn't good publicity. Now, CERN hit back on this and they said, this is a prank. Yeah, they said, we don't know who did this. This is like some, uh, some scientists here. Like there's thousands of members of staff at CERN. Yeah. From all around the world, they said someone thought this would be funny, I guess, and lit a bunch of torches in front of the statue, got a lot of robes, and staged a human sacrifice, and then got someone to film it outside our offices. It's in very much per taste, and don't take it too seriously. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, the jury's out in that one. You can decide for yourself. I'm not interested in knowing, believe it or not, whether this occult ritual is in fact real or not because exactly what you mentioned is true even if this is staged why is that statue there in the first place
1: yeah and I mean so even in their example they're they're claiming that it was still people who work at CERN <laughs> oh it's absolutely <laughs> employees of CERN which is still bad because you have now the people who have the device that's capable of destroying the universe yeah also at night thinking it's funny to like, make prank videos. Yeah. You should be way out of your pranking years by the time that you're working high-tech machinery at CERN.
0: If you have the Thanos glove... But <laughs> the, the Infinity Th- Gauntlet, the in- sir. The Infinity Gauntlet. You need not be making pranks or jokes. You, you have to be... Not, no wedgies. Like Thanos himself. Utterly humorless. Completely,
1: yeah, just noble and humorless.
0: <laughs> Noble's a funny word to use, but yes. Just,
1: you know right and you're you know
0: sorry powerful you, you think he's hot you gotta be let's just unpack those sorry, one by yeah. one so
1: right yeah well you know he saved the universe well, i guess got rid of bam got rid of half the people in that's it that's his point of it's view it's fine there's like double the food now do you not like the avengers yeah well half of them are still around you're welcome <laughs> i saved some of them i'm not thanos i've just realized i said i was thanos i'm not thanos Granted, you've never seen a picture of me, sure. You did
0: say you're welcome on behalf of Thanos.
1: Shut up, Gomorrah!
0: Yes, outside the CERN offices, they have a very, very large statue of Shiva, the Hindu destroyer of worlds, mythologically believed to destroy the cosmos in order to recreate it. Oh, F*** off. Actually-
1: Wait, <laughs> she, that's part of her lore? She destroyed the cosmos? Oh, Yeah! Let's just be clear. That is the worst person you could have in front of your... You would just put a mad scientist made of bronze out there. You might as well have a giant bronze Thanos statue
0: here is, out the front of CERN. Here is This isn't the exact uh, statue, but here is the what the statue is depicted as doing. So this is Shiva participating in the Nataraja uh, dance, which is the... You know there's a lot to unpack in these images but as you can see in shiva's left hand here we have the fire of uh destruction and recreation of the cosmos this is the dance that shiva performs in order to um destroy and renew the universe
1: this is like the cia out the front of their building having a giant bronze <laughs> statue of a man shaking hands with an alien gray <laughs> and they're like it's just you know it's just a symbol of our uh, eagerness to explore uh, the rest of the cosmos it's like he has why does it have his name on the plaque and the date which is roswell
0: it's it's like outside a courtroom instead of having like the like lady liberty holding the scales like perfectly balanced to represent the justice justice in society just having a statue of a cop taking a bribe But looking at this symbolism of the statue of Shiva um, represented at the CERN offices got me thinking about the symbolism of that, about that circular image. And I started reading a lot of people's thoughts about the Large Hadron Collider itself and what that looks like. And this got me started down a kind of rabbit hole. Because whilst the Collider itself doesn't have a actual image of a Hindu deity doing this dance of recreation, the Large Hadron Collider itself does resemble a giant circular gateway. It does. I mean, this thing is, like, I, I definitely advise looking up photos of the Large Hadron Collider. It's, it's, like, a true spectacle. And it's absolutely, absolutely ginormous. So you have this interesting juxtaposition of... Why is this statue there? Well, it's because the statue of Shiva and his circular dance as depicted in the statue represents the destruction and creation of the universe. And then, symbolically, we have this also circular gateway of the Large Hadron Collider, which we know statistically stands a a a scientific possibility of the destruction and potential recreation of our own universe this got me looking into the work of one william henry basically william henry's work along with many others is the basis for at least another full podcast, so I'm not going to get into all of it here today. Oh, damn. William Henry researched ancient Sumerian culture, specifically the cuneiform tablets that the Sumerians left behind thousands of years
1: ago. One of the earliest. This is just really accelerating. <laughs> what did we you from say? CERN to the ancient hidden tablets of. I'm, I'm on board. I just. We need to, to. Keep
0: up. We got a lot of places just... to go.
1: Okay, so. Sorry, sorry. The uh, tablets. We were on the tablets.
0: Yes, the cuneiform tablets, thousands of years old. Right. Now the Sumerians were one of the earliest advanced human civilizations, and. The tablets that they left behind depicted, a bit like the ancient Egyptians, a whole variety of scenes. Traditionally, archaeologists have interpreted these uh, mythically. For example, their creation myths or their mythologies about the gods. But people like William Henry and Zachariah Sitchin and, and others decided at one point to try interpreting these literally rather than mythically. Because these tablets depict the gift of technology and civilization to the original people of Mesopotamia from the gods. Because whenever we look back in time, we see that this civilization, seemingly out of nothing, suddenly had the ability for huge Mesolithic architecture, um, giant stone structures.
1: Hey, look, you're talking to the guy who's seen a hieroglyphic of a helicopter. I, you don't need to win me over, chief. I'm already on board. These, these guys had iPhones. <laughs> they had everything before we did. I think they had a Samsung Fold. I really think they had the first folding smartphone. And theirs didn't break. Theirs didn't even crack or mal- malfunction. There was no crease. It was primo. I'm. I, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, on this podcast before, about uh, the different ways of understanding the kind of messages left behind by ancient civilizations. Yeah. And there are so many examples of how uh, the stories from these civilizations could be interpreted... As uh, a visit, or even gifts given by some sort of extraterrestrial, highly intelligent life force.
0: This is the ancient astronaut hypothesis. Exactly. As we've discussed, these tablets that depict the gift of technology and civilization from the gods, and basically, the gods look a lot like greys. And these gods are known as the Anunnaki. They descend from the heavens and gift technologies to the ancients. And Henry, Sechin, and others have floated the idea, what if these aren't myths? What if they just wrote down what literally happened to them? Well, Henry noticed that the Anunnaki seemed to use some kind of circular gate or portal to reach earth. He thought maybe this is how they traveled to and from Earth, traveling insanely vast distances, not by rocket, but by a portal. He referred to this as the Stargate. And here I've got a couple of examples. Um, Here is a 4,300-year-old tablet depicting um, one of our Anunnaki friends, seemingly sort of appearing through a doorway.
1: Yeah, like a wavy doorway.
0: Yeah, it's got kind of movement lines like a kid would do. Yeah. <laughs> to show that something's happening.
1: I mean, fair play, it's hard to get across the notion of movement when you're carving an image in stone, <laughs> like the least movable thing.
0: Every wave took about a month of <laughs> and chipping <three> away. Lives.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then another similar one here where we're sort of seeing this sort of non-human being appearing through some kind of gateway. And again, we've got kind of these lines of like shining appearance, it's real creepy. And Henry works out that if these tablets are depicting something real and not just mythological, these tablets would refer to occurrences in the ancient Mesopotamian city of. Uruk, which today means Southern Iraq. Problem is, Uruk was destroyed along with the Sumerian civilization in a series of global cataclysms and natural disasters thousands of years ago, likely meaning that if the Anunnaki were here on Earth, they left too. But what if Henry's Stargate is still under there? What if he could prove it? This brings us to the Iraq
1: War. Oh my god, I was just going to ask how is this going to link back to CERN? This is crazy. (laughs)
0: The US and Britain went to Iraq, claiming to look for WMDs, but everyone now knows that that wasn't true. Experts and pundits have said, well, they, they were looking for oil or control over politically sensitive areas. But what if, what if they were looking for the ancient Anunnaki technology or at least trying to stop iraq from getting there first however misguided and evil saddam hussein was he wanted to return iraq supposedly to a former glorious past as a leader of civilization and did this mean harnessing the power of the stargate the power to travel extraterrestrial distances within the blink of an eye
1: i mean i think i went on this podcast And said that Hitler went to Antarctica to go into a secret passage that led to the hollow earth. Right. And to this day, I believe that with a 100% of my heart. So... I am more than willing to consider the possibility that Saddam Hussein was hiding the Stargate in Iraq. I think it's my obligation to assume he he was.
0: (laughs) I know. I can hear the listeners right now. They're tuning out mentally. They think this is a little bit far-fetched. Then why, ladies and gentlemen, in 2002, during the invasion of Iraq, in a country at war, did Iraq approve a team of German archaeologists to excavate on the ancient city of Uruk in southern Iraq? Don't you see? Just as the troops land to search for WMDs, these archaeologists start digging. It's a race against time. They're hiding in plain sight. They were looking
1: for a weapon of mass destruction after all. A Stargate. This is big. Now you're getting me fired up. Do you think that they needed to send all of those people to Antarctica to freaking dig around? No, they brought extra troops. They brought scientists, hundreds of
0: civilians there. They brought the cavalry.
1: It was insane. It wasn't just a little survey mission. They were digging for stuff. And the same thing's happening right here. And we're unearthing the truth, guys. There is an ancient past
0: buried underneath all the shite that we've built in the last 10,000 years. Uh, because that's one of the interesting points about all this, is, for example, people have uh, compiled images of uh, ancient gateways that could be connected to this mythology. My God. Here we have one in Peru, the Puerto de Hayao. We have... That's just an that's actual stargate. That's a star picture gate. of a
1: stargate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, we have this one here, which is actually in the Afghan mountains. So I'm like, Go there! That's a... <laughs> I can see the space-time continuum (laughs) bend around the curves. (laughs) Oh, sorry, that's just a mood board. Here's
0: the gate of the sun in Bolivia. Again, an ancient pathway seemingly leading to nowhere. But is that because it is simply not activated? The Anunnaki, the
1: ancient architects of this technology, have left it behind. And this is what I love about this podcast, guys. You know, before I started... Hosting this podcast and investigating the paranormal. You know, I was a regular guy. <laughs> I like I like a beer on a Friday night. I had a family. I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I like some chicken wings. I like to watch the big game on yeah. a Sunday. And here we are, two years later. And I think that there is a metal library buried in a secret cave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, hell, I it's, know there's a
1: metal <laughs> library buried in a secret cave and i and i know for a fact that neil armstrong hunted for it yeah this was information i didn't know that i needed but now i need to know it and suddenly the big game isn't so interesting tom
0: brady isn't so compelling because you know who's the real
1: goat it's the anunnaki i would love it if we finally get uh, in contact with the anunnaki we activate the stargates i'm like this is amazing well done boys i run over with like a bucket full of gatorade and dunk it get over them and they're like <laughs> 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 they melt to ash the stargate closes and i'm like <laughs> 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 you guys don't know this but after the big game that's actually a pretty chill thing to do
0: and so you ask me rory how does CERN come into all this? How does CERN come into all this? I think I asked that a couple times and you... Geez. That's how they come into all this. Yes, that's right. It's the same image I showed you earlier. <laughs> but not in a very different context.
1: <laughs> but now it's bigger. <laughs> bigger pictures so you can see the big picture. <laughs> that is a Stargate. Okay. This is really interesting. Because I've heard a couple um, paranormal theories about CERN before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if in your research you ever c- came across uh, John Teeter. Hmm... Uh, so he's a guy, he's one of the, at least online, he's one of the most famous, uh, time travelers or people who claim to be time travelers. And a lot of the theories and stories he came up with revolved around CERN, not actually creating, um, this large Hadron Collider, but actually a device that could, um, was essentially a time machine. It could create like time manipulation and Mm. portals back and forward into time. And he was kind of blowing the lid on the whole operation.
0: This is all possible. Because the point I'm trying to make isn't that CERN is just specifically entirely engaged in creating a Stargate, but rather that all of these off-branching technologies like the internet, touchscreen technology, mm-hmm. that these are all byproducts of some sort of ability to see technological innovation through time. Um, it's as if they've been able to reach it forward into the future, maybe into different dimensions, maybe into distant galaxies and reverse engineer this technology. Hell, maybe they've just come across some Anunnaki runes and they're uh, working backwards on whatever these ancient astronauts used.
1: You'd be really embarrassed if you worked at CERN and you finally managed to meet like some anunnaki who would come down in a craft and you're like this is it the secrets of the universe you bring him into the laboratory you show them the large hadron collider and then you seal the doors and launch them at each other at the speed of light (laughs) thinking that will solve the puzzle and they just like completely explode (laughs) and just die in the large hadron collider and it's like we probably should have asked like a couple questions before we just fired them at each This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest.
0: Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus,
1: that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot. And whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Paranormal Life. Each other.
0: And if we needed one more hint, one more nugget of truth from the past that could tie any more of this together, that could point us in the direction that maybe Any of this Stargate information could be real. I would draw attention to 1970 in the USA. U.S. intelligence found out that the USSR was spending around $1 million annually in 70s money on, quote, psychotronic research. Believing the Soviets had achieved results, they started a project in 1972 at Stanford researching remote viewing. Something we've talked a little bit about before, but a quintessential paranormal phenomena.
1: I'm quite worried that these sound very similar to the remote viewing and psycho diving capabilities of the, <laughs> of the d7 demo it's time machine connected this is terrifying how many things have popped up in this story this is like that the are avengers. not used to you. this is the avengers team up of the paranormal world <laughs> like all of our past episodes are coming to light in this
0: so for this 1972 project they assembled soldiers and civilians from around the country with psychic ability. This is all declassified shit, by the way. This is all public record. You can read this. This is this is like on Wikipedia. Very, very be- straightforward. What
1: do you mean with psychic abilities? Like they just guess? <laughs> what don't you get? What numbers behind your back? Or, oh, yeah. Or they like killed a rabbit with their eyes.
0: Yeah all of the above what do you mean it
1: can't be both of those you can't say yes to both of those things because they are well they are (laughs) astonishingly different for
0: this more the number thing okay not so much and then if it goes well the killing thing sure and they carried out hundreds of experiments over the next 15 years and they operated multiple experiments under multiple code names including gondola wish center lane sunstreak and grill
1: flame these are like the names of our next five episodes (laughs) this is incredible
0: but ultimately the project came to be known as stargate
1: oh damn
0: now one joseph mcgonigal was a u.s army chief warrant officer and a participant in project stargate and he we are going to talk about this in a future episode this is this thing's huge but he went public with all of this Wrote about it. He's given multiple interviews on the topic. And he said that psychic abilities in Project Stargate were possible, quote, outside the boundaries of time. Jeez. How was he getting outside the boundaries of time? Is the clue in the name? Were they using Stargate technology for these experiments?
1: Oh, that was a... You were waiting for me to respond? Yeah. Oh, these all sounded really rhetorical. God, I have no idea. I have no idea. All I'm saying is we have... (laughs) We have a
0: legit government psychotronic research program called Stargate, where a US Army officer said he was able to use psychic
1: abilities outside space and time. And these are these you you promised me these are actual declassified documents that you can read. I'll send you the Wikipedia, but Okay.
0: No, I for real. I, I was reading about like there was a full US intelligence funded project stargate meta analysis where they tried to get to the bottom of after 15 years of psychotronic research what did we find out yeah and in that one study and they had basically top psychologists and researchers from stanford harvard fill in the gaps it's like the the top minds they said the evidence for psychic ability was better than chance i.e significant statistically significant that it is real However, it wasn't uh, workable for U.S. intelligence ends. They never, on paper at least, they never once managed to successfully complete a military operation or intelligence operation with psychic abilities. Right. Therefore, they defunded the whole program.
1: That is so insane that it's basically, we did know how to make it a weapon. (laughs) So... (laughs) We're going to say it it doesn't exist or it's not real.
0: So that is public knowledge. You can definitely download that document.
1: Wow. It's always like a bit of a dark day when you're researching this podcast and you're like, I'm going to pick some crazy outlandish story. Uh, And it's going to be, we'll rip it to shreds. And then the deeper and deeper you get, you're like, wow, this is an actual decommissioned military document. You're like, okay, so this guy, he he didn't just, you know, it's not rumored he existed. Like, here's a picture of him. And I remember, like, reading about the mission. Like, declassified documents talking about the missions that the Nazis were taking to Antarctica in (laughs) submarines. And I was like, this is I was like, I am forgetting things I should know and learning this, <laughs> and this seems really important. It's the one
0: time when you look up at your URL bar on Chrome and you wish it said crystallinks.com. You wish it said snopes.com. But no, it says CIA.gov. <laughs> it's all too real
1: they're hiding it in plain sight folks
0: (laughs) so we gotta we gotta run this puppy in this is getting crazy there's a
1: whole horde of puppies
0: let's try and narrow it down let's try and talk about the stargate is cern building one is one In southern Iraq, did Saddam Hussein defend one? The other stuff is just like icing on the cake. Like, we know Project Stargate existed, but does it have any connection to the core technology of the Stargate?
1: I can't, I really hate that I can't even dispute the fact that Project Stargate existed. That happened, guys. All you folks listening out here, you can't even argue it didn't, because it did. (laughs) How depressing is that? (laughs) Because if you, if the whole thing had have been is project stargate real. I would have said no and you could have done this amazing twist where you're like look at this f***, and like thrown the documents in my face. And I would have been absolutely just astounded. Like hopefully that's not what you're doing with CERN right now where I'm like it's not real and you're like oh is it not?
0: <laughs> and Anunnaki jumps out of my screen. Grum.
1: <laughs> Hits me with a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are heavy. Okay, let's try and hone in on CERN. Is CERN up to something paranormal? But it's strange, because I think, obviously, even if they're up to something that's weird or, like, bending the space-time continuum, it's all still done through science and experiments. Yeah, goddamn nerd. So it's that fine line between, like, the paranormal and, like, weird science stuff.
0: Yeah, like, unfortunately, strange matter is real and yeah. one particle of strange a strangelet if a strangelet interacts with earth we all die for some reason i don't really understand that
1: yeah i mean it's all it's all there it's not like uh, okay, we need to um, test the machines. Ch- uh, check the hydraulics on the the, mm-hmm. s- the left side and uh, on the underneath. We, we need to uh, sacrifice that goat and drink right. its blood right before the ritual begins. Uh, and we'll pray to the statue. And then at that point, the uh, the cloud should part and the lightning bolt will power the uh, collider. Mm-hmm. It's there's no goat. There's no lightning. There's no, no curses. It's still science, but it's still some pretty paranormal shit. Mm-hmm. Making black holes, possibly strangelets that can rip apart. The space-time continuum? Hell I'll say that's paranormal. (laughs) Absolutely. If Project Stargate is real, Mm. I don't know what's not anymore. Yeah. I'm going in. That's a yes for me this week. Is CERN paranormal? Yes. Hell yes.
0: If if it isn't, nothing else is. I think I'm happy I'm happy to conclude that CERN is paranormal as shit. And we can come back to Project Stargate another day. There's a whole can of worms to open up right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is already, I, I don't know if people listening to this are super new to the podcast, but you should definitely go back and listen to uh, the one we did with Neil Armstrong in the Metal Library. Yeah. Because that's pretty in line with a lot of these things. This
0: one's pretty crazy. I'd like to know what you guys think about it. Email in your thoughts to this Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the socials, Twitter.com forward slash this para Facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. And if you're enjoying our recent episodes and you just can't get enough, you should check out our bonus episodes. That's right. There are bonus episodes out there. That's because we have a Patreon, because we don't run any ads on the podcast. The only way we make it possible to um, create the show and, um, get to talk about as crazy shit as we talk about every week, it's because you guys support us on Patreon. And from two bucks a month, you can get shout outs, bonus episodes, t-shirts, merchandise, everything you
1: need in life so that upon one glance, people know this guy gets it. This guy has collided shit at the speed of light.
0: And if you turn up to CERN on a guided tour wearing this paranormal life t-shirt will probably show you the Stargate
1: it's like an all access badge at this (laughs) point folks and I've tried it at a couple venues I've tried it at um our local watering hole they were like help yourself and then they they hold up their um hand which has been um you know the commune signal has been like burnt into their their palm you Mm -hmm. know it's like that'll happen a lot uh, once you start wearing the shirt and meeting other people I mean there is a huge community out there of, of people in the commune and they're all, they're all there like sleeper cells. That's right. It's great. You know, you go to get your car washed, like how much is this going to cost? And he goes, for a commune member, shit all. <laughs> It's still (laughs)
0: quite a lot though. Turns out it was only like a 20% discount.
1: And then you both like praise Ra and go up on your days. It's a great life. Get involved guys.
0: Yeah, the stonemasons were the commune for a lot of years, but now it's all about this paranormal life. And if you've not heard a bonus episode before and want to know what it sounds like, here's a clip of this week's. And to this day, people examine the prophecies of Mother Shipton because it's said that she successfully foretold a number of historic events. So Rory, I thought we would read some and work out how accurate her
1: predictions really were. Let's do it. <laughs> Number one, she said invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> at the time, it was a bit ambiguous. <laughs> but uh, yes, I think that was probably a smart move. And the early prophecy was
0: sign up to the mailing list at satoshi.com <laughs> for the latest crypto news, folks. I think we'll start off with something Like straightforward, and then we'll see how we go. Cool. So, a popular one that people discuss is as follows: Carriages without horses shall go, and accidents fill the world with woe. Around the world, thoughts shall fly in the twinkling of an eye. Underwater, (laughs) men shall. I'm sorry, it's
1: something funny why do they all have to rhyme you're telling the future it has to be very factually accurate and i feel like facilitating the rhyming structure is only going to make you say things that aren't necessarily entire truths
0: she was the daughter of satan she's very powerful i think she can rhyme and tell the truth at the same time biggie smalls could do it why can't mother shipton rhyme and tell the truth So I'll, I'm sorry, Sorry. but let me continue (laughs) with the truth that you should be paying attention to. Underwater, men shall walk, shall ride, shall sleep and talk. In the air, men shall be seen in white, in black and in green.
1: Again, this is mad. So like no other colors, just those colors, because it sounds like she included green because it fucking rhymed. (laughs) like it doesn't sound like that was a necessity to state <laughs> oh good my times. gosh wow good times. that clip was so good i'm so glad we picked a clip that uh it represents the consistency of how hilarious every one of those episodes is wow well done
0: and at the end of every episode we like to take the time to shout out those who've supported us on patreon and that's what we're gonna do right now let's go Thank you too,
1: Lee Tudsbury. Lee Tuds was buried alive. Not many people know that about him. Uh, it was actually a pretty terrifying experience. You know how they, um, when they think someone's gonna be buried alive, they give him a little bell to ring. Right. Well, I don't think they wanted Lee <laughs> above ground, even if he was alive. Because they just cemented over the thing as soon as it was done. I don't know if that's even being buried. That's entombed, Cause, I think. Because he was screaming. He was crying out, I ain't dead, I ain't dead. And they're just shot <laughs> oh, all the
0: <dirt>. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so sorry It Lee. was cruel. They gave him an air horn instead of a bell. It still didn't do shit.
1: <laughs> gave him an air horn with no air pressure. So it just <laughs> went, hee, hee, down there. Which uh, didn't do much at all. Did he get out? Hell no! Oh, I don't even know how he sent this this contribution.
0: I guess they buried him down there with a, a laptop and a Wi-Fi.
1: And that's all you need, buddy. I'm above <laughs> I, ground. And I fly I I'll, I'll, I'll use this laptop with Wi-Fi.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lee. It's uh, very kind to, for you to take the time. I guess you got a lot of it, but thank you. Thank you also to Sebastian Saint Arrowman. I'm not sure how Sebastian can be a saint and an arrow man. I think saints are supposed to be good, but Arrow Man sounds pretty violent.
1: I don't know. I, I, like Robin Hood was pretty saintly, and he was an Arrow Man, but
0: he shot a lot of people. He
1: killed a few people, but sure, I think they were pretty rich. Actually, did Robin is, Hood is
0: rich bad?
1: <laughs> yeah, like rich did he just kill okay? rich nice people? Like if a rich guy was like like at the church putting all his money in the in the, the poor box, mm. would Robin Hood still be like, hey, God! And yeah, yeah, like slit his throat with an arrow and stuff and it's like oh my god it's like, don't worry I'll, i'm giving it to the poor it's like that's murder you murdered a he man. was giving but, it to the poor
0: yeah like like the rich guy that in the street you'd be like hey just ask me like
1: i'll give i money. give money to the poor i'm gonna have to gank my shit i'm a
0: philanthropist because
1: you've ganked enough that i'm poor now <laughs> you have to gank it from the poor people you ganked it from those poor people look pretty swish now actually <laughs> So hopefully Sebastian is uh, a pretty chill guy, not Robin Hooding it up. Yeah, he seems like he's towing that line. Thanks, Sebastian. Thanks also to Shabazz. A lot of people actually want to know how he got that nickname, uh, Shabazz. one mm. actually he who's he was training uh, at Magic Camp, you know, where... You know, you go for a summer as a, as a child. You learn I mean, how I, to perform various. I didn't, but well, sure. Yeah, other the cool kids, they go and they learn how to perform wow. like magical tricks. Um, and one of them was cool. like uh, just guessing the the card in a in a deck. Yeah, and it's all it's not real. You know, they they pick a card. It's all fake. They put it back in there. Yeah. Um. And here is your card, and the kid is supposed to say. Uh, you know alakazam yeah and it just like it's just a little silly magic trick it's not sure. real uh, and it's like oh this is your card and everyone's impressed and at quiz time where you could find out if you got your wizard grade mm. uh, he went up and misspoke and said ala shabazz <laughs> which turned out was real magic and uh the souls oh. of a thousand children got <laughs> got lodged in the deck of wow cards. every child that was there <laughs> every child i mean <laughs> like people just disappeared bodies turned to ash in front of him it was it was insane the only people his teachers who knew how to undo the spell ash they were ash oh my god yeah so ever since then he's been known as shabazz the shabazz kid Jesus, imagine uh
0: wielding all that magic for one split second, ruining everything, and
1: then never being magic again. <laughs> never knowing how to do any more magic. Wow. The one thing you did was catastrophically shit. I so- guess I guess you still have it in you though,
0: Shabazz. Um yeah. so- Hopefully,
1: by in you we mean like the cure and not the power to suck another thousand. Yeah, souls.
0: I guess I'm yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you probably have that in you as well.
0: Yeah, I'd say start with releasing the souls of the first thousand children.
1: Yeah. What's, sh- what's Shabaz backwards?
0: Za- What? <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, Zabaz.
1: Zabazz? Yeah. <laughs> Our room starts filling up with children. <laughs> 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 We are free after a thousand years. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for your support. Please never utter those terrifying words uh, around us at the commune. Uh, but thank you so much. Thank you also to Trent North, Trent North, Trent South, Trent East, Trent West. Wherever you are, Trent, you got a friend, and that's me. I'm stalking you, buddy. I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm watching all directions. Your every move. That's right. I'm your f-ing shadow, and I'm your reflection
0: look under your boot trent what do you see oh is that a gps tracker
1: oh 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 you can destroy it but it's too late trent because there's one on your other boot oh oh did you destroy that one trent because i hope you didn't that was the st- we only had two trent don't tell him that sorry uh oh if you, you do uh oh shit I'm, I'm really worried he destroyed it. We just said we just said it to too. Trent, if you ping us with your with
0: your WhatsApp location, just we'll sh- share it. yeah. we'll hook you up with like a t-shirt or some shit. <laughs> yeah, just keep it going Trent. I hope you don't get lost out there. Um, we used to look look out for you track you but um can't do that anymore I guess so you're on your own buddy. But uh, thanks very much for taking the time to, uh, to quit wandering and uh, support the podcast on Patreon. Very kind. Very kind. Thank you also to Noah
1: Shreve. <laughs> I don't know a Shreve. Who is it? What's the name? Noah Kids. Shreve. Do I know a Shreve? I don't know any Shreves.
0: <laughs> what do you think a Shreve is? <laughs> you seem to know what it is.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it is quite a crucial part in the <laughs> mechanics of a fighter jet.
0: I mean, it might be.
1: <laughs> you can't tell me it's not.
0: Probably not crucial. I mean, every part of a fighter jet's crucial. What?
1: Which <laughs> bit is not <laughs> crucial? Like, you can imagine going to a museum for, where the, with the, the Wright brothers, mm. uh, where it's like, you know, for years flight seemed an impossible dream of man, till one night one of the Wright brothers dreamt of a device he later called the Shreve the Shreve was the missing the missing piece in man's quest to conquer the skies and it's like interviews with him where it's like as soon as we got the the Shreve in place the dang thing flew (laughs) it had been there all along in Leonardo da Vinci's first drawings of an airplane
0: the Shreve
1: hidden in plain sight
0: uh, so, I don't know if Noah invented the Shreve, if his ancestors invented the Shreve, but pretty cool, I guess.
1: I don't know if this is just a Shreve itself, not even a human. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for uh, your contribution, Mr. and Mrs. Shreve. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you also to Paul Poppleton. Did you know Paul was actually the original inventor of popcorn? What? He was the first dude to pop a corn everyone else just sounds inc- really sexual but i assure you i am talking about the, the cinema suite well he did a lot of he did sexy shit a lot of shit, shit, shit as well too, yeah. but. how do you think the corn got that hot <laughs> there weren't microwaves back then um but yeah he, he actually called it popple corn <laughs> it's very vain yeah of was, him he was like this is it this is my legacy and he showed it to a wandering traveler who was like, Ah, oh, ah, oh, this is really interesting. And, and you know, he was like, Oh, cool, I'm glad you like it, Mr. Um... Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Said, Pop. Mr. Pop. And then Mr. Pop hammered him with a freaking shovel and took the recipe, and now it's called Popcorn. Oh, no Popcorn. Yeah, little fact. That's insane. So it's a shame that his family name uh, wasn't carried through the years in the form of popcorn. That's
0: what I want to be remembered for. But we're gonna we're gonna rewrite the history books and have him
1: remembered. And thank you. Lastly, but not leastly, to Mark Owens. Mark Owens is always blowing up my phones. Phones. Ask him when the next podcast show is. Are you okay? I, usually, when we get to the last person. Uh, in our shout-out list, my brain has melted into a tree stump. And uh, the only thing I can come out with is just very vague, poor rhymes. Right. So, I'm sorry, Mark, I don't have that spark right now. But, you know, it's getting dark. And, uh...
0: It's becoming borderline slam poetry.
1: You really think it's, uh... I have that gift? You think I could do that? It's cool, man. That's, that's good, because I, like... I've actually been wanting to do it for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so if you could just you could give me... never like,
0: said that before.
1: Like a, a bongo-y style beat. Okay. And I'll just like riff off something about Mark real quick to round off the show. Okay. Okay. Doom, doom, doom. Thank you. Doom, Some clicks. Yo, this is going to get real deep, guys. Doom, 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 Mark. Doom, doom, doom. Mark is a spark in the night, doom, doom, the night full doom, of fright, doom, doom. but Mark is here. Doom, doom, Mark is doom, doom, near. mark you're close yet far so far but light is here light is near when morning rise babies cries wah wah bottle now mommy milk from mother cow brother (laughs) 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 thank (laughs) you thank you everyone thank you thank you for listening to this oh everyone's gone (laughs) (laughs) pretty much cleared the bar People just don't like milk of brother, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: thank you, Mark. And thank you to everyone we've shouted out today. And everyone, we have shouted out in the past and are yet to shout out. It's very much a past, present, future sort of a thing. Um, If you haven't heard your name shouted out just yet, that's because it's on its way. We've got a bit of a backlog, as always, but we're getting there slowly but surely. So thanks for being so patient. Thank you. Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new Paranormal tale. See you later.
1: If you are somebody who loves all things spooky then Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma, I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast and every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners and every Sunday we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life ghost stories wherever you get your podcasts.